a medical practice that is doing well by doing good. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host. And with me today is Matt Freitas, nurse practitioner and physician assistant and vice president of Aspen Medical Group, Modesto, California, one of the largest NPPA managed owned clinics in California. And today we're discussing how their unique business model is bridging the gap in healthcare. Hi, Matt. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi. So, Matt, your mission statement is to increase access to primary care in your community. And you do this in many ways, and I'd like to talk about them, starting with making medicine affordable. Tell us how you do that at Aspen. Well, basically, we researched the cash pay charges that other offices in the area were going and then we determined what our cost per patient usually is, and then we determined what our average insurance payment was from all sources, whether it be private pay, Medicare, Medi-Cal, et cetera. And we found that by setting a price of $40 that we could make money. So you charge $40 per visit. What about a physical exam or if there's lab work involved? A uh, physical exam is $40. Sometimes DMVs are more because they're more paperwork, really. But as far as labs and things like that, we gave space to a private lab in our facility who are not associated with us. And the only requirement is that they charge 40% below the cost for other labs in the area for cash-paying patients. So patient comes in, all patient visits, $40. And then you also do same-day visits and walk-ins. Not only are those accepted, but you encourage those. Why do you do it that way? Well, the national standard for show-up for appointments to physicians is 40%. And that's always been a very interesting thing because my business background, I really saw that right away. That was glaring. I mean, why set up appointments and then not have people show? We decided that we would do an experiment, which we did for a few months, and we basically told people they had to call the same day they wanted to come in. And with a few patients, we, you know, set up prior appointments, but we found we went up to 90% immediately. So that means we're not sitting around. We're not wasting our time, and that makes everybody happier, too. So if you're taking walk-ins in same days, how long do patients wait to see you? We go for a 20-minute standard. National standard is over 50 minutes. But we try to keep a high enough support staff ratio for our providers, so all they're doing is really seeing patients. All right. Now, I love this part of your mission statement. No patient is ever turned away. How do you make that work? Because that's what medicine is about. It always was about that. It was about helping people. And so by keeping that our mission statement and doing what's necessary, it comes back to help us. People refer to us or sometimes they get jobs and they come to us. We have a very strong mix of all insurers, private and government funded, and it gives us financial stability, actually. Let's talk about your insurance. So you take all insurances. Coming from a primary care background myself, that sounds awfully complicated. How do you simplify that for your practice? Well, it isn't complicated because we have two full-time people who do billing, and their job is to be able to deal with that, and they're highly competent to do it. And they're, by the way, all both self-trained. Help us understand the business model where 
right now, primary care, we feel like we need private health care insurance. And so how do you combine all the insurances and the cash pay together and still have a nice flow through the practice? Let's take an average visit in a primary care practice, okay? Uh, The coding for that is 99212. And that's going to pay about mm, $63 from a private insurer. And now we're taking your average private insurer, right? Not any one private insurer. And then let's take Medi-Cal as an example. The payment for this will be $26, I think, or something like that. Okay? Okay. So we got a deficit. But now with private insurers, they're doing a lot of scrutiny on every claim. In other words, if the person has another insurer, or if this is a pre-existing condition, or whatever the standard might be, the insurer requires the provider to provide all the information they need to pay the claim. This takes time, and that's time that you're paying for by paying your billers. So when you take out the fact that if you're doing like a Medi-Cal, all you do is put the claim in and it gets paid. So if you take the time for running these problems down, three to four calls and all the time, you find out that that difference is really not there. And I feel very confident saying that for the average visit, now this is the average visit, 99212, the payment rate is about the same for all insurers. So going back to your business model, you also say that all medications are $4 a month or they're free. Fill us in on that. Well, that started many years ago when we started taking Medicare patients. This was prior to the donut or whatever it is they call it. Basically, Medicare patients had no coverage for medicine. These are high, high users, you know, with chronic diseases. So we kind of felt that how could we do medicine, write a prescription, and then they walk out and not use it. We were only doing half the job. So what we did in those days, in the old days, is we simply went to the drug representatives and asked them to give us more samples. And we put a large room in our practice just to hold samples. Or you can go into practices where they're just a little closet, practically. Ours is now a 40 by 30 room. So as the things have changed and as co-pays have got higher and on and on and on, this need has become greater. And when Walmart and Target and places like that developed the $4 programs, we picked those up. We became very efficient, and we have two people who handle all prescriptions and are very efficient in setting up the patient assistant programs through the drug companies. And even diabetics that are taking significant amount of medication are able to come under that, what we promise, $4 are free. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Matt Freitas, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, and vice president of Aspen Medical Group, Modesto, California, one of the largest NPPA-managed-owned clinics in California, and we're discussing how their unique business model is bridging the gap in healthcare. So, Matt, you've got this great mission statement that you're filling. You've got $40 visits, same-day appointments, a 20-minute wait time, no one gets turned away, $4 or free prescriptions, take-all insurances. And then on top of that, you meet the needs of your community in many ways. Tell us how you do that. 
all communities have particular needs where they don't have providers for one thing or another. And uh, in rural, uh, well, we're not rural anymore, you know, but we were a rural community at one time. We're in a community of about a million draw. And another, a lot of communities in California and throughout the United States have very little care for mental health and things like that. We decided that we were going to try to fill that gap, and we got additional training, a lot of help by a number of the local psychiatrists and things like that. And we basically let the community agencies that are funded know that if they couldn't offer services to somebody, they could send them to us and not worry whether they have insurance or not. I would say 70 to 80% of the patients we see this way are referred to us from these agencies, and they don't pay us anything. But we get them their meds for free, psych meds, et cetera, and we spend time with them. We are doing a private project through the university where their social workers come here for their preceptorships, and we have them work with patients to make sure they stay on their meds and things. And so we've made something that the community really needs. And that builds a lot in a community in terms of their opinion of your practice and their opinion of you. You also work with specialists for consults. How do you do that? That's one of the more gratifying things. You know, there's so many negative things said now. And I've always said, uh, I went to Stanford, and our motto, we were trained with physicians, you know. And I saw how many of them went into school with the big ideals and then came out at the end not even wanting to see patients, wanting to go into research. The reality is the people that are in the field, the specialists and things like that, they're insulated, but they do want to help. And if they know you help people, they're willing to help. So we've done some amazing things through the years just with free help from specialists. All right, so let's talk a little more about your practice. You also have a very unique staffing model. Tell us about your employees. Yeah, it is unique in that all our employers are hired from the community. They're people who maybe never even went to high school or uh, single mothers who, you know, have other challenges or we even have some mentally retarded people working with us. And we train them in-house. In other words, the requirement to work here is not how much experience you have. It's how much inexperience you have. And because they're from the community, they understand the needs of the patient because they've been in the other seat before. And it's been amazing. Now, many of our employees have been with us for 30 years. They feel that they're doing something for somebody, and that makes them better employees. They're intelligent and just capable of doing everything that anybody else could do. One of the things that I read about you was that the folks that you have that keep your practice clean also step in and do other roles. Yeah, uh, we have a full-time janitor because a big, you know, clinics are seen as ugly, dirty places. We'd like to shun the word clinic, to tell you the truth, but you can't. So we make sure our clinic is extremely clean, and we have a janitor. And when she's not busy doing janitor things, she goes in and files files, and uh, et cetera. She's interesting because she doesn't speak English. And so we number the files, and then she puts them away. So tell us about your medical providers. This kind of falls into some of the things that I was discussing, too, with you. We have always worked with an older physician. Older physicians often are leaving practice now, as you know. I think it's 50% or more are over 55 years old. And they are tired of 
filling out the papers and everything. So we work with an older physician, and we do all that, and he's evolved daily, and he works about half-time. Then we have two NPs and a PA, and then we have a part-time podiatrist that comes in and a part-time orthopedic specialist. Now, with your staff, you work in a a profit-sharing setting. Tell us about that. Well, it's just plain simple. If we make a profit, we split it, all employees, whether it's a janitor or me. And your goal is employee satisfaction? No, not really. It's that they've earned it. Taking care of a patient requires more than the provider. Yes, it does. So this is an amazing model, really. And the first question I would ask you is, how does it work financially? We've been here 20 years. We've never had a time that we've ever had to borrow a dime. We make it work. I think I told you I'd like to find out myself, and I spent hours trying to write it all down, and I still don't have all the answers, to be real honest. But I think it comes down to one thing. When you have a a mission, you know, something that you're doing that's bigger than yourself, and money is secondary, it often flows to you. And I know that sounds kind of Pollyannish, but it's true. And so what we've done by giving services is people are referring to us at the rate of 20 new patients a day, which gives us the financial stability to continue the services. So, Matt, in closing, what advice can you give to our listeners who are interested in following your lead? Call me. I'll be glad to give them all all the information because there's quite a few things. But the biggest one I'd like to get across is to NPs and PAs. A PA and NP doesn't recognize that they could offer another value, and that's the value of management. And if they work with people like I'm working with, the older physicians or whatever, they'll find it to be a really satisfying career. And they'll be doing something great. They'll be keeping this physician as an asset to his community and actually able to make a little more money than they would be just as a provider. And that will increase access for people just by itself. Well, Matt, you're doing great things, and we look forward to uh, watching your clinic grow. And we thank you for coming on our show. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And you can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we thank you for listening.